Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant, dot com and check it out. I'm unstoppable. I'm a Porsche with no brakes. I'm invincible. Yeah, I would never single day. Mine's so powerful. I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident. Yeah, I'm unstoppable today. December 28th, 2023. Hi, everybody. This is Robert, Susie and KT's producer, and welcome to the Women and Money podcast, as well as everyone smart enough to listen. Now that we're in the last week of December, a lot of us are probably off from work. We're relaxing after the excitement and the stress of the holidays, maybe doing a little reflecting, getting ready for 2024. And in that spirit, I decided Susie and KT needed a couple of extra days off from work as well. So today's podcast is going to be highlights from an Ask KT and Susie Anything episode that we did earlier this year entitled, What is the Most Important Lesson to Teach Your Kids? We'll be back with a brand new episode this coming Sunday. Enjoy. First, everyone, thank you for sending such great questions. I have a really nice mixed assortment here, almost like a box of chocolates. I'm very happy about today. First is from chocolates. Box of chocolates. Box of First chocolates. is from Jennifer. Hi, Susie and KT. It's because of you I became interested in finance and years later decided to pursue a career in it. Thank you. And then Jennifer's asking, Susie, would you help me and other listeners understand how trust work? My mom is considering one to start the five-year look back, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering if my sister and I would lose the step up and cost basis on her home when she passes. Any guidance you provide is greatly appreciated. So you just picked a really simple question, right, <laughs> to start this podcast off. I picked the most important one, I felt. Yeah, so, Everyone needs a will and a trust. So Jennifer, here's what's very important for you to understand that when you say my mom is considering a trust to start the five-year look back, everybody do not get confused between what a five-year look back is and a five-year holding period for your Roth retirement accounts. Very, very different. When you get older, if you need to on any level possibly think that you're going to have to apply for Medicaid. And Medicaid is when you go into, let's say, a nursing home and you want Medicaid to pay for it versus your own money. What happens is whenever you apply for Medicaid, they will look back for five years to see what money have you given away within that five-year period of time that then disqualifies you from Medicaid. Money that you've given away, B 
be four or five years of a look back, that money is included. So if mommy was to give you money, Jennifer, if mommy was to do something else with money to get it out of her estate, and then five years pass from that time, then Medicaid cannot go back on the money that she gave away. But there's a five-year look back. Now, will a trust make it so that you no longer get a step up in cost basis on her home when she passes? No, it won't. You will be fine that way. Next question, KT. Okay, next question, Susie, is from Clay. Clay, we're going to send a little luck your way. Clay said, hi, Susie and KT. I won the lottery. And then, then, okay, maybe I didn't. The question (laughs) is this. Is there ever a scenario, Susie, where you should take the annuity over the cash amount? Actually, there is, my dear Clay. Do you know that I have a friend who won the lottery twice? Right, KT's looking at me. Annie. Right. I, oh, right. Yeah. She won it twice. And the first time she got quite a bit of money for her anyway, it was like three or four million dollars, I wow. believe, and blew it. And then she won it again. And I think may have blown it. But the point of the matter is that if it's a really large sum, I mean, image it, everybody. Here you are. And all of a sudden, after taxes, you are going to have $300, million, $500 million possibly that is all of a sudden yours. Would you know what to do with it, really? If you don't think that is a tremendous responsibility, I'm here to tell you it absolutely is. So depending on your sophistication and the amount of money that you're winning in the lottery, in that case, you might be better off just taking the annuity and knowing that you're going to have income coming in every single year for a long period of time. However, if somebody like me, truthfully, was to win the lottery, I would take it in a lump sum. But all the people that have come to me who have won the lottery and taken it in a lump sum, I'm here to tell you that money is totally gone. Your family comes out of the woodwork. You want to do this. You want to do that. Be very, very careful. So that's the type of situation that can get you in trouble, believe it or not. Go on, KT. Okay. Hi, Susie. Would you take it in a lump sum without me? At this age, absolutely. Would you know what to do with it? Let's say it was well, a large one. I would probably sit down and... Call John. All right, go on. Give me... <laughs> All right, go on. Ready? This next one's from Marianne. Now, Marianne's 37. Her husband's 47. They are first-time parents, and they live in New Jersey. They have a daughter who is now five months old. And Marianne said, Susie, I'm lost as to what to set up for her. Savings, checking, CDs. I've never been a particularly good saver, but I want to do it for her. (laughs) You should do it, Mommy. You should do it for you first. All right, ready? We opened a 529 in New York, and we'll try to max out the contribution for the year. And so she's asking you, Susie, what do you recommend? What do they do? Now the little girl is getting 
gifts for birthdays, um, all kinds of events. That's simple. Put it all in the 529. Yeah, I thought so. You know, be very careful about opening up, you know, Uniform Gift to Minors Act's account for her and things like that, because that will count even more so against financial aid. So just take all of her gifts and add it into her 529 plan. Not a big deal. Yes. Okay, Susie, next question is a good story. Uh, But KT, don't you want to tell everybody how they can write in and ask a question so that if you choose it, it'll be on the podcast? Tell them, KT, how do they do it? You can do it two ways, actually. You can go to Susie's app. And you can go to the wall, and you can post a question there. No, yeah, that's right. No, or, go on. Wait. Or you can go to Women and Money Podcast. I knew it. Dot com. I knew it, everybody. <laughs> you would go to Ask Susie Podcast. All right, I forgot that. Ask Susie Podcast. Are you kidding me? <laughs> After all these years, are you telling me you have just now realized that's what the... Come on. Women and Money Podcast, Ask Susie. No. Okay, Ask Susie Podcast. You better tell them. Don't listen to me, anybody. All right, here's Don't listen you... to me. <laughs> tell them one time. Ask Susie, S-U-Z-E, podcast at gmail.com. Send it in there. Or you can go to the Women and Money app. And there is a place there to send in a question. And also, if you happen to ask a question on the wall in the Women and Money app, KT tends to scroll through those, and maybe she'll take it from there, and we will answer it as well. Okay, next question is from Kim. Hi, Susie. <laughs> I'm 53 years old and engaged. Hmm. My fiancé was burned financially by an ex-wife and is asking me for a prenup. His main concern is that he doesn't want to pay me alimony ever if we were to get a divorce. That's romantic, right, Susie? Mm-hmm. He makes almost three times as much as oh, me. Are you kidding me? He is He is a bit concerned with, this is honest, he's a bit concerned with putting two kids through college and also saving for retirement. And then Kim goes on to say, my kids are grown and married. He wants a joint account when we're married. I asked for separate accounts for both of us. He he agreed. He said, okay, we would both put 10 to 15% in based on our income, and that would be our personal account. But Susie, this whole prenup and no alimony is getting to me. I just don't know. So can I just say something? Kim has doubt. What should she do? Tell, tell everyone your first thought. Tell everybody what my face looks like right now. I, I know what her face looks like. Well, why don't you tell everybody? Don't marry him. Don't get married, Kim. Yeah. Kim, here's the problem. I get that he was burned financially by an ex-wife. Kim, I was burned by an ex as well. Girlfriend. Girlfriend, right? She wasn't even my wife. Spouse. Spouse, right? And I got burned by her big time, right? However, that did not affect how I felt when I met KT. When I met KT, I wanted to make sure that absolutely she was 100% protected. And I still feel that same way 
to this day. So I just always get like, does past experience mean that the future that I want to create with somebody is somehow tied to the past, if that just made any sense. So here's a few things that you need to know. Number one, you could do a prenup where he puts in that he doesn't want to pay you alimony. But what you need to know is that if these documents are not drawn up incredibly accurately with a family law attorney, then it is possible or probable that if you ever did get divorced and it went to a judge, depending on the jurisdiction where you're doing this and everything, it is very possible that the judge would just throw it out. It would depend on your financial situation at the time, what's going on in your life at the time. So it may be that it won't even stand up in court. However, if this whole prenup and no alimony is getting to me, that is a quote from you. You said, I just don't know. What is one of the major laws of money? It is better to do nothing than something you do not understand. And not knowing something is something that you don't understand. And it just doesn't feel right for you. So the truth of the matter is, why even bother getting married, truthfully? Just live together. Just live together. Have a great life. You keep all your money separate. Let him keep all his money separate. However, if you're together and he's making three times the amount of money as you, he should be paying for everything. Every time you go out, every time you do everything, let him pay for it. He can afford it. But there's something about this that I just don't like. Now, I understand it from his point of view. But again, I'm just going to say I have a hard time when the past is affecting the future that he wants to create. I want you to be with somebody who cares enough about you that if you need something after you've gotten divorced, that it will be there for you. That when he is in a state of love, he wants to take care of you. He's already saying you can't have this or that if, in fact, we get divorced. I don't like it. And you know what? Neither do you. All right, Katie. You know what she could do? What? Right? Here's a little secret. Why not a secret? Yeah. Right. So for the prenup, in most cases, to be absolutely legal, she has to have her own attorney he has to have his, his own, own attorney. attorney. If she just signed whatever it was that was created by his attorney, she didn't really read it. She just signed it. She didn't even look at it. Chances are it won't hold up, just so you know. And usually a prenup has to be changed by each party because the judge most likely will ask, Well, did you look at this? Did you know what you were signing? Did you do it on the way to the altar? Were you under pressure to do so? Mm -hmm. All those questions will be asked. And so there's always a way, but then it's not a very nice thing to be living with. But do you like prenups? You're a believer in prenups. Totally. Susie really likes prenups. I like prenups because you should plan for the what ifs, like I said, when you're in a state of love, not when you are in a state of hate. And given that one out of two marriages end up in divorce, 
the number one reason for divorce is arguments over money. You decide it while you absolutely love one another. KT knows exactly what KT will get if I was ever stupid enough, right? She knows which house is hers, the things that are in her individual name. She knows her income continues because the contracts that we have with everybody, they pay her directly. It doesn't have to go through me. So I have so taken care of her. Now, why did I do that? Because she loves me. I love her so much. Susie gets the boat. <laughs> That's about it, everybody. She gets the island. She gets everything on this island. And you have no idea how valuable that is. Yeah. But if she wants it, she can have it. So she didn't even ask for it. No, I didn't. Right? But I want her to be fine no matter what. Where's my quizzy? Oh, do I have a quizzy? You do. I haven't had a quizzy for you. I had a little bit longer. So Susie quizzy. wanted to eliminate quizzies, everybody, I but can't. I said no, don't do it. They love it, right? Do you, do you all like the quizzies? Yes, they like them, but you weren't liking them, were you? No, I'd never get them right, but sometimes I get it right. Let's see if I can get this one right. All right. So, but I, I like the game. You like the game? Yeah, I do. I like trying to get it right. <laughs> all right then. This one is from Sandra. Good afternoon, Susie. I have a question. Is it a good time to apply for a home equity loan? I want to pay for my daughter's education with this loan. The equity loan will be for my second home in Florida, which is already paid for. Thank you so much. So to make that clear, Sandra is simply asking, right? She wants to pay for her daughter's college education. All right, everybody think about this because you need to know how to answer this question. That's why this is a quizzy for all of you. Sandra wants to pay for her daughter's college education. And the way that she wants to pay for it is by taking out either an equity loan or a home equity line of credit, either one doesn't matter, on her second home that she owns in Florida that is currently paid for. So rather than taking out student loans or other things like that, she wants to take out the equity in her second home. Should she or shouldn't she? I don't think she should. And why is that? Because I think there's probably better ways to get the money to pay for the daughter's college. And why wouldn't she consider doing some kind of a student loan with her daughter? Because Making most student loans aren't as chargeable in bankruptcy. Mm. Maybe she's a mother that just is so protective of her daughter. She just doesn't want her daughter to have to worry about anything. It's a second home. She feels like, okay, it's already paid for. I'll just take out a hundred, two hundred thousand, whatever it is from there and pay it off monthly. What's that look for? Well, is that like the best way to get the money to the pay it off? The question is, should she or shouldn't she? No, she, I don't like that idea. All right, but you have to know why, my love. Okay, I don't really know why, but it seems <laughs> like if you have a house that's paid for mm. and you don't have to you know, owe any more mortgage or money on the home, why would you start there? I just go get a bank loan or something. But you definitely wouldn't 
do it that no, way. No, I don't think I would do it that way at all. I you would think, or you know, no, you I I wouldn't do it. I ding, don't ding, like, ding ding yeah, ding see, ding 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 and if it's a home equity line of credit, for instance, and now you've taken it out and interest rates continue to go up, then your interest rate will go up as well. But even a home equity loan is going to be at six and a half, seven, seven and a half percent or more, maybe even higher because it is your second home. That is number one. You are in Florida, Florida. And that is where KT and I primarily live, the home of Hurricaneville. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you have this home that now is absolutely destroyed by a hurricane. It is no longer there, but yet you still owe that money to the bank, even though that home has gone away. Does your insurance cover it? You better check that out. Also, something happens to you. And obviously, you don't have enough liquid cash to just pay for your daughter's college education because otherwise you would be doing that right now versus taking out an equity loan on a home that's already paid for. Now, something happens to you. Who knows what that is? You get injured. You get sick. I don't know how old you are, but you're not that old if your daughter's now just going to college. And now you can't afford to pay back the equity loan. That is now a secured loan. You could end up losing that house. Would you be better off taking out a parent plus loan to pay for your daughter's college education? Yeah, you would than an equity loan, however. Why are you paying for your daughter's college education <laughs> <that> coming. <laughs> when you obviously don't have the money to do so? What is the lesson that you are passing down to your daughter? First of all, your daughter should be going to a college that she can afford. Number one. Number two, your daughter should be applying for her own loans and see how much she can get on that. And if there isn't enough to cover it, then maybe you can step in. However, maybe if there's not enough money, your daughter should consider a community college. No, on every single level, you should not be doing what you are thinking about doing. And if you really want to give your daughter an education that will make her a seriously successful woman in life, teach her how to do things her own. And gifts like that should just not come her way when it could cause hardship on her mother. Okay, Katie. I was waiting for that. Susie's a big believer in financing college by the student. That's a big lesson in finances. You know, it just is. It helps and, them really learn quick. And understand the value of money mm -hmm. and not live in this world of where now the daughter 
grows up, has a child. Now the daughter isn't in a very good financial situation. And now we have a guilt syndrome coming up. Well, my mother put me through college. I need to put my child through college at all expense. And no, that's not true. I don't know of one loan that will help you through retirement. There are plenty of ways to go to college and have the student get a loan and or a community college. Mm -hmm. All right, KT. Today, wherever I go, I will create a more peaceful, (laughs) joyful, and loving world with you. (laughs) All right, everybody. If you do that, I promise you, if you say it as well, you will be unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. I'm a buzzer with no brakes. I'm invincible. Yeah, I win every single game. Mine's so powerful. I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident. Yeah, I'm unstoppable today. Unstoppable today. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.